Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Mortcast, presented to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Before I get started, I'd like to talk to you about Blanchard Family Lines, located between 18th and 19th and Blake and Wazee in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the dairy block. Restrictions have been lifted. The All-Star Game is coming up. Now is a perfect time to head down to the Dairy Block and get yourself a bottle of that 2017 Cabernet. I converted yet another uh, denizen of the city of Denver to Blanchard Family Wines, and specifically that bottle of 2017 Cabernet. It is primo. You should go get it. But there's other things that, you know, you can get there. Um, there's blends. There's Malbecs. There's Syrahs. There's... You know, there's a Marlowe, there's obviously Pinot, because these are, you know, grapes from Northern California. But really, they can get anything you want. They have whites, they got blends, you know, things that you, things that you can get at every other wine bar, but Blanchard is the best. Go to bfwdenver.com if you would like to pick yourself up a bottle or get some of the swag that they have there. Um, you can also visit them on Facebook and Instagram under Blanchard Family Wines. Check out what the goings on and see uh, what they're putting up on social media. Once again, they're located between 18th and 19th and Blake and Moisee in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado. Just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the dairy block. They're at bfwdenver.com and Facebook and Instagram under Blanchard Family Wines. When you go in or you talk to them, tell them Jeff Morton from CSG Podcast sent you there. What is up, everybody? Thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast, part of the CSG Network. I'm, of course, your host, Jeff Morton. Okay, folks, um, I gave myself a couple days to process the Carl Nassib um, news. And if those of you who weren't around or have been living under a rock, uh, Vegas Raiders, I can't can't believe I'm saying the Las Vegas Raiders. I still want to say Oakland. And in, in, in some of my more senile moments, I want to say Los Angeles. But anyway, um, Raiders uh, defensive lineman Carl Nassib came out of the closet as gay and then do- donated uh, $100,000 to the Trevor Project, which uh, it goes towards helping uh, at-risk um, LGBTQ youth who are to basically kind of prevent them from killing themselves. That's, that's, that's really the sole goal of that, uh, of that uh, organization. And uh, great, great, worthwhile donation. It was uh, uh, received mostly warmly. And then he, you know, it was discovered he's Republican. Now let me tell you something. I don't give a shit. I literally do not give a shit. Um, As you guys know, I have one of my friends who I've I've really become friendly with with lately, uh, Tim Miller, is a former Republican. Um, I may disagree politically with a lot of different people, uh, including some of my closest friends. Um, that doesn't stop me because we all deal with each other on a basic human level. Um, if they have something in their viewpoint uh, that I disagree with, I will do my best to change their mind. Uh, I would rather someone uh, be loud about it and tell me about it rather than me discovering later that they secretly hated me or something like that. Um, but my friends are my friends for a reason. 
and I don't judge people. I mean, you know, Nassib's not my friend, but uh, I don't judge people based on their political affiliation. Um, honestly, it is what it is. I people are allowed to believe whatever they want to believe, and uh, but the the overall scope of it is Carl Nassib is the first active active NFL player uh, who's come out of the closet. Um, it is eminently clear that there has been probably hundreds of NFL athletes who have either been closeted or, uh, or, or even, uh, you know, as, as gay or, or even more that, that, that were just never came out. I mean, through this history of this league, um, you know, this is a, a league that at, at any one year has close to 2,000 players in it, and the law of averages dictate that Carl Nassib is likely not the only one. Um, but rather than talk about that, which I think the importance is big, I want to tell you about why I care about this and why I don't give a shit if uh, you don't care. Um, I care about this because it is, um, it's not something that I expected, because the way Michael Sam was treated, and for those of you who don't know, Michael Sam was a Missouri linebacker who ended up being coming out of the closet before he was drafted. Uh, and then he uh, ended up falling to, what is it, how many rounds are in the NFL now? Seven? Seventh round? He was the last pick in the draft, and I believe he was drafted by the St. Louis Rams. In fact, I do know that. Uh, they were in St. Louis at the time, and I remember talking to Stan Kroenke about it uh, briefly in the bowels of Petri Center. Um, but I think overall he wasn't treated really well, uh, I think that he wasn't necessarily given the same chance that other athletes would. I think, uh, I think what you're seeing with Tim Tebow is a uh, an example of this. How uh, a guy who, you know, yes, had some success at the level, but is objectively a bad quarterback, um, was given chance after chance after chance. Um, I think Sam wasn't given the same rope. Um, Obviously, with some differences and where they were drafted and blah blah blah. Flip side of that is Carl Nassib is uh, is a good, not great, but good NFL player, and uh, he definitely took the time, and you could tell he was considering this for a long time, to come out of the closet, and that decision he made probably was more traumatic to him than anyone can really understand. Because it's a difficult decision and people just people just don't understand why I think people who aren't in the same position of comfort, I would call it. I don't I don't like using the word privilege, but comfort. So if you are if you are someone who is of comfort and doesn't face those same decisions, it will be extremely hard for you to understand what it means to tell people in a 54-man roster that thing. Because it's scary as hell. And it's kind of like telling your family. And that's why it matters. It matters because he took the time. He's like, I've been on this roster I, people may not, some people may suspect, some people may know, but I'm going to go tell these people, right? And there's something different about 
you, you don't. There's a vast difference between Twitter and real life. And what he did in real life was risky as heck and very scary. And I think we don't appreciate how scary that is. I mean, even I don't, right? I didn't have to do that to, I mean, I didn't have an organization that where we share a locker room. I didn't, I didn't have to deal with that. I didn't have to deal with what people thought of me in that closest scenario, you know, other than my family. And it's interesting to see how he was able to step up to the plate like that. And it's heartening, at the very least, to see that how someone was able to step up to the plate and do it in such a public way with a donation. And understanding that he was going to be taking a, a risk because all these sorts of revelations are risks. And it's good to see that he was able to step up and be true to himself. And people have said, like, you know, living your truth. I kind of think that is a diminishing uh, term. It is just being himself. And I don't think people appreciate what it's like to not be yourself. Right? I dealt with that for longer than most people do. And you dealt with that even longer. It is hard, extremely excruciatingly hard, to live like that, live with a secret like that, that at any moment could come out, uh, whether you want it to come out or not. And then releasing that secret, yeah, it's kind of a pre- like a pressure valve going off, but living with the consequences of that decision. I discussed that with my friend, Tim Miller, and I mentioned Tim a lot because he and I are friends, but um, I mentioned that, you know, he discussed that, you know, being a former Republican, him coming out to these, these people, that's scary, right? I never even faced that. I never faced that in the slightest. Um, so we'll discuss more of the historical aspect of this when we come back. Um, and after I read and tell you about DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. We will be back in one second. Now it's time to tell you about DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Uh, I've said this over and over. I, I am not, and, and anyone who listens to the, my former radio show, I'm not a gambler. But I uh, know people who do, and I have friends, very good friends, who use DraftKings and love it. Um, and they, I think, are better advertisements. Uh, they're like human billboards for how much they enjoy this sort of thing. And it's really kind of sweeping across America. I know my radio partner, late Nate Lundy, uh, he really enjoys it. Uh, there's big shows dedicated across the spectrum of all media just to betting, sports betting. Uh, it's really, really fascinating to watch how this has sort of exploded. And uh, you can get in on all the action. DraftKings Sportsbook is putting you courtside with a chance to turn $1 into $100 in site credits. That's right. Pick any basketball team that is still in contention, bet $1, and if that team wins, you win $100 in site credits. Don't forget, DraftKings offers uh, great odds on promotions on baseball, hockey, and so much more all week long. 
Download the Trapped Rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code MHS when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits. Bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game, and if they do, you will claim $100 in free credits. That's promo code MHS for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Wager paid out and site credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Um, there, uh, there's not a lot of history to draw from uh, as far as uh, athletes, uh, openly gay athletes in sports. Um, you know, Billie Jean King. Uh, you know, there's uh, obviously... Uh, Amici in basketball and Jason Collins, uh, who were both, well, Jason Collins was just about out of the league, and, and Amici waited till he was out of the sport altogether before he, he said anything about it. Um, but there have been others who have come out after they've been out. But active players, it, this is very rare, and particularly since this is football, which is part, you know, People see it as a macho sport, and for whatever reason, they don't see being gay as being macho, which is, I, I don't understand it. If you, if, you go to, if you go to a gay club, you will see how those guys are ripped as fuck, right? <laughs> don't. It is, it is not what you think it is. <laughs> so just keep that out of your head. It is, it is the stereotypes are there for a reason. They're stereotypes. Um, and they get reinforced by media. You know, homosexuality has gone through phases of being acceptance. The acceptance, the closest we've come to actually pretty large acceptance was the seventies, um, particularly with the disco boom in the in the mid to late seventies. There was this uh, explosion of the, the that kind of uh, culture um, that was snapped back when the AIDS crisis appeared in nineteen eighty one. And was used as a bludgeon to get people back in the closet by, uh, you know, the, the right. And it has been this push-pull tug. I mean, there was the House Un-American Activities Committee in the 50s, which uh, was, went after communists and homosexuals. Deviants, they called them, right? And it was, like, uh, horrific, you know. Joseph McCarthy, you know, breathing down your neck because he suspects you're gay. All this went on, and it was a difficult time. But it's gone through this push and pull, and and, and people knowing that these were going on. I mean, it was homosexuality was illegal in Colorado until 1973, believe it or not. It is, and can you imagine facing that? And then in 1991, a ridiculous, absolutely assume 1992, a ridiculous law was passed, basically singling out gay people for rights, for like saying that you specifically cannot are not allowed to have rights. And it was litigated in court, and uh, the Supreme Court uh, fortunately overturned it uh, three years later. There are various things that have happened through history, and and and. I'm giving you this context to understand why this is big. Um, because I don't care if someone who has never dealt with this, people of comfort, who have never dealt 
with this kind of decision making. I don't care whether you care. This what he did wasn't for you. What Carl Nassib did was for gay athletes. You know, even even not even the gay community itself, right? It is for gay athletes, particularly football players. Um, had nothing, nothing to do with whether you, the you know, a, a probably a straight white male, or straight white female, or anything like that, uh, or any sort of any sort of uh, thing that people consider normal, quote unquote normal. That wasn't for you. That was for people who were like Carl Nassib. That's why it doesn't matter whether you care or not. And I think it always frustrates me when you go to, go to like, you see people commenting on this sort of thing, like, who cares? I don't care what he does. Well, it wasn't for you. It wasn't, you're not the audience. And the fact that you comment on it shows you care. But in, in the reality of the situation, it is not about you. It is not about your comfort. It is about the people who are like Carl Nassib, who, and it doesn't even matter if I care about it. It matters to the people who are coming up, thinking about playing football, and are worried about, you know, being openly gay within the context of a team. That was for them, and that gives them hope. And, it, you know, it, it, who cares if it made me happy? But it did. It made me happy. And like I said, I don't give a shit if he votes for Republicans. I do not care. It had nothing to do with anything. What he did was big, and it was big for people who are really struggling with being a gay athlete. And those kinds of people are were his audience, and those are the people he was speaking to. And that's what matters. That right there is what matters, and that is why it doesn't matter if you care. It matters if they care. And think of the impact they have, they will be, you know, see when they see this person being openly gay in a sport that, uh, well, there's, he was the first. <laughs> it's something about being a pioneer, and that's pretty cool when you think about it. You know, he took a risk. Make no bones about it, folks. He took a risk. We'll see how he handles it. We'll see how the NFL handles it, too. All right, thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast part of the CSG Network. I will be back soon with another podcast. Talk to you later.